Blood Covenant, a V5 Sabbat story, is a production of Simulacra Studios. This podcast is intended for mature audiences and contains descriptions of violent sexual activity, mental illness, body horror, and inhuman supernatural depravity. If you are not comfortable with what you hear, please feel free to skip ahead or stop listening. If you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Simulacra Studios. Now, all I have to say is a pack is not what it's cracked up to be. So the Sermon of Cain ends. There's a resounding praise Cain from most of the people in the room. And people begin to return to their little alcoves and crannies. Many people leave, start to leave, say their goodbyes, say, you know, they've got hunting to do or business outside of the city. But a good chunk of people still stay. Is anyone going to be doing anything in particular? Leon will look to his pack and say, now that all the formalities have been seen, what's our game plan? I don't know, boss. What's our game plan? Yeah, man, I was under the impression you were in charge. I'm in charge, yes, but you have your own thoughts and feelings on things. We are here to experience and understand, as far as my knowledge goes. I have a thing with Mistress Anya later. So that's my uh, my contribution, I guess. That's good. Oh, that's lovely. Well, if, if we're taking into account everybody's opinions, I'd like to catch the game tonight. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, you are free to do that. Where do they even playing here? Hockey? What's, what's what game? Yeah, they, they like playing hockey. I, I have no idea what they're playing here, sweetheart. There's a big screen TV back in my room. Huh. All right. I assume what they're playing here is some kind of Canadian grab ass. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> How's that different from American grab ass? It's more Canadian. It's got French. It's Frencher. I see. Ah. We. Oui. So I suppose I would like to sort of scan the room for that cousin of mine that I saw. Because I, as we're talking, like, I'm distracted by him. He is still there. He has got a couple of people who are talking to him and clearly waiting to talk to him. There's a line. You are, as far as I'm concerned, you are all free to do as you feel you must, obviously. I am at your disposal if you need my help. A little intimidated. Just, that that's all. You feel that too? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, look around. Well, we all must face the darkness on our own terms, and see what comes out on the other side. Are there any, um, other than Mistress Enya, who's, you know, in all of her weird, backwards Navi wonderfulness, are there any people who are obviously fleshcrafted around? Oh yeah, there's a handful. There's probably maybe about a half dozen people who show obvious signs of being fleshcrafted. So do we, like, go like schmooze, or...? Uh... Uh, I think mingling would probably be a good idea. I mean, we did introduce ourselves to a lot of packs, but maybe it would be good to let some of the other pack mates mingle. 
Reggie, if I'm come to understand, you have not had an extensive amount of experience speaking with your clanmates. I had a, a a large amount of experience the night of my creation, and then that's it. It's time to understand your family a little bit more. All I know is that Dracula is one of us. Oh, really? Is that true? Supposedly. Holy shit, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I thought so. I'm pretty sure Eric Northman from True Blood is one of us, but I think that's the best one we got. And what about you, Layla? You've been quiet concerning your desires, which is a little particular for you. That felt... That felt pointed. All right. But, no, I'm just sort of scanning the crowd. Uh, I've... Aside from the stuff that, like, we do together with you and Paisley and the shot glass, this was kind of new. The ceremony. You mean Espot and the, the formality of it all? Yes, it felt very, very Catholic. It's a little out of my wheelhouse, and so... I think I'm adjusting. I'm watching and I'm seeing. Would you like to come with me tonight? I have a date with some other cathedrals, and maybe you could learn a little bit more. You don't have a bedrock foundation. Your blood is not of the Sabbat. Clearly. And uh, you may uh, become enlightened if you were to meet some fellows that were more grounded in what Sabbat means. I think that that's the case. I mean, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to find myself, right? So sure. Well, that, and yourself might be so, might not be so, well, Catholic, because Catholics tend to mourn their faith a little bit. Oh, that's true. I have no cultural touchstone for that, dude. There's a very knowing nod from Leon. Reggie's actually raising his hand. Uh, you don't, Reggie, you can just talk. I don't, well, I just don't want to, I don't know, I'm in a weird situation, so I, go, I, I fall back to academia. I actually... I've never, like, straight up asked you guys. Like, I know, okay, I know what Leon's deal is. I know what he does. I don't actually know about you guys in general's specific, specific bloodlines, I guess, clan. Are you guys, I know, okay, you keep saying Layla's not Cornerstone or uh, Blood of the Sabbat. I don't actually know what the hell that means. She is not of one of the core, at least in my mind, one of the core. I want her to explain it. Well, well, very well. You want me to? No, I, I'd prefer you explain it since you, I mean, you know your shit better than anyone else, right? Well, I wanted to define something before she spoke, but fine. Oh, fair enough. I'm sorry, Leon, that was rude of me. The cornerstones in my mind on the Sabbat are the Sumisi and Sabra. They are the only two clans that, and the founding of the Sabbat, formed the Sabbat. I mean, obviously there were many stragglers from the others, but there are only very, very few, if any, the Sabra or Zemisi that are part of the Camarilla officially, or any other sect to my knowledge. That's the cornerstone that I speak of. I mean, yeah, Reggie, that's kind of it. When you, when you say Sabbat, you either think of shape changers, night lords, or mongrels. That's it. 
Well, well, now, hang on just a cotton-picking minute here, lest I misremember my history. The Asimites had quite a lot to do with the founding of the Sabbat, don't you, don't you think? Who are they? They're the, uh... I don't know of a PC way to refer to them, so I'm gonna let Leon take this one. The Banu Hakim is what they're more formally known as. Buck, you're not wrong in your understanding of them. They are a Middle Eastern bloodline. There are many stories about them. But as for their involvement in the development of the Sabbat, I I don't know. You'd have to just go speak to more learned people. <laughs> Us more scholarly folk. Mm-hmm. And here I thought it didn't get more learned than you. Well, even I am still learning a few things from time to time. I'm sorry if I derailed us. I mean, we I, we can go like Mango if we want to. No, no, Reggie, you're fine. I mean, it, it might be good for him to mingle to learn about his family, but this is fine. But, Reggie, do you have any other questions about us if you haven't asked us? Might as well ask them now. Not 100% sure I even know what your clan names are. Like, formally. Yeah, we should do this before, like, you embarrass yourself in front of somebody, because that would just, that would be humiliating. Yes, please, that is exactly what I'm trying to avoid. There's another sagic nod from, from Leon as he has the cigar in his mouth. Oh, as you know mine, I am Lissambra. I am Gangrel. Uh, I'm a child of Malkov. I don't like the name, and so I'm not going... I... I'll be mum about it. It doesn't matter. I was, uh, given to understand that you're the single surviving member of a bloodline. Isn't that right? Does it really matter? Uh, it doesn't. Not really, but to some people it does very much matter. I know. Some people think of my clan as raving lunatics, and while I do have my idiosyncrasies, I'm not throwing pies at people. I never got that from you, honestly. Not not raving. Actually, and that's actually a good point I want to point out, Reggie. The Sabbat embraces what and who we are, and therefore Sister Paisley has integrated herself more fully so she does not appear at least to us, as different as some others would. Buck, as this conversation is going, you once again notice that sort of very featureless man. He actually is being more present in the crowd. He's talking to individuals from different packs, and you notice that a few minutes after he goes and talks to these people... They start to peel off and go somewhere else. Okay. I'm not a particularly sneaky guy, but I'm going to kind of, you know, nod to these guys and sort of try to follow my way over there and see okay. if I can get to where they're going. Have fun, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, uh, I'll, I'll be back in a bit. I, I got I to gotta go drain the lizard. Drain the lizard? Don't do anything I wouldn't do. As he walks away, he quietly says to all of you, if he's back at all. That was grim. He just smiles at you with both of his fangs. So, Buck, you you find where these people are going, and they're actually headed to one of the exits of the cathedral. 
and it leads into an underground parking lot where they are getting into like multiple cars and vans. When you get there, you don't see the man who referred to himself as Skinner. I'm going to look for any one of them. I am actually going to look for, is there anybody that I feel like I, I, I can reasonably peg as a Toreador? Yeah, you see one guy, he has the body of a dancer. And while he's not like decked out in like really stylish or extravagant clothes, you could see him with a rapier tilting his opponent's head up with blade. You know that he's done that in the past. That's a thing that's happened with this guy. Gotcha. I'm going to go directly to him. I'm going to run my arm down or my hand down his arm. And I'm going to say, because remember what Buck looks like. And I'm going to say, I don't know where you're going, but I'm going with you. He just straightens up really quickly. Like, hand quickly goes to it, because he does have a rapier by his side. And then he turns to you with like a quickness and then takes a little gaff, takes a little step back and says, I mean, if you're up for it. I'm up for everything. Let's go. All right, then. He turns to, like, the person he was talking to and says, you go in the van. And he leads you over to his Maserati. Hell yeah. As he starts to turn the engine and, and uh, get it in gear, he says, do you know where we're going or? No clue. I have a vague idea, though. Excellent. Well, we're going to see what Skinner's up to. Well, then I'm going to see what Skinner's up to, I reckon. Oh boy, this is gonna be fun. You're with uh, you're with the Southerners, right? Yeah, I uh, came in last night. It's uh, a little bit of a shock. Oh well, it's a city of splendors. And he reverses the car, peels out, and uh, heads out of the parking lot. And you see a number of other cars start to follow behind. Back in Spot, Reggie. You are approached by uh, the man who woke you guys earlier this evening. Like I said, he's an old man that has just a lot of, like, melanoma and skin deformities. You get a better look at him this time. You actually don't think it's fleshcrafted. You think that's all au naturel. And he says, um, Mr. Reggie, eh? Yes. Mr. Senya desires your prayers. Oh, right away then. Come, come. <laughs> that's me. He starts to lead you deeper into the cathedral. He does a little look over his shoulder with a little grimace, like a little smile grimace. <laughs> she waves goodbye, like just with her fingers. Have fun! He leads you to a staircase that leads you deeper into the earth. And as you go down this sort of, it's not a very long staircase. It's maybe, you know, one and a half flight of stairs. But as you go down, the material of the building shifts from being, like, stone to more obviously made and, like, plastered of flesh. Till the time you reach the end of the staircase, there is nothing that you see that has not been crafted of some sort of living flesh. He leads you sort of into a wider, like, a, a decently sized room where you are confronted with the, the flesh ball. Ah, she's back in her spider form. Uh, she's actually not back in her spider form. She is sitting in a, a very bony chair, and she has two attendants that are clearly Slashka. And she is sitting there. She is in the process of removing most of her legs, and they 
take them from her and put them up to the flesh ball and they get absorbed. Serve your biomass, I get it. And when she stands, she is, now she's about seven feet tall now. She's maybe about foot above you. So she's lost a lot of her, her leg mass, but she's still very tall. Howdy, just looking up. She says, hello, Reginald, yes? I was wondering if I could use your assistance with a matter. Oh, absolutely. A matter of maintenance. Oh, by all means. She claps her hands, and the Schlaska go to a side chamber, and they pull out a very old, sort of rusty, like, red radio flyer wagon that has two very large buckets, like white buckets that are that have like plastic lids on top of them that are filled with some sort of viscous fluid and she says would you mind um i will go and uh pretend like i know what the hell i'm doing and i will uh pop the uh the lid on one it is very irony base smelling blood like pig if you had had any guess did uh what would you uh did did you need me to bring with Oh, excellent. I pop it back on, and I'll start pulling the rusty wagon behind me like a toddler. And she leads you down a corridor, and actually you find she leads you to a part that is barred by bone and iron portcullises. And you stand as those portcullises are raised by a combination of chains and tendons in a very slow, methodical way. Back in S-Bot, Leon, you've seen that Reggie and Buck have, have headed off. When you scan the crowd, you see that alcove that those Lissombra were in earlier, and it is now unoccupied. Uh, I got a card from them, correct? Yeah, you did. You, you got an address to go to. Layla and Paisley, you would notice that the crowd around that gentleman that you guys both clocked has thinned a little. Sister Paisley, if you would like to... Layla seems uh, interested in uh, what uh, that gentleman over there, so I'll take my leave as well. Unless you want to come with me, Layla. Do you want to go stand in line? Kind of. No. Well, I'd like to leave soon. I only have so many hours in the night, correct? I... Are you in a rut? Okay. Then I shall wait. Thank you. You're such a gent. I just want to introduce myself. He goes off with a cigar, and he goes to the alcove that they were in and just kind of occupies it until she's done. Let's go stand in line. You know, Layla, it's very interesting that you would be so keen to talk to this individual. He's a paragon of the Path of Cain, so I think it would be good for you. Also, I kind of want to be a fly on the wall with uh, our youngest member. I'd love to know what flesh crafters get up to behind closed doors. I know. I bet he's going to have so much fun. Oh, I bet he's going to learn a lot. They sort of just, like, float over <laughs> to stand in line. Uh, like like schoolgirls of the most dread kind. Oh, yeah, giggling with that infernal gossip. So he is in the middle of a conversation with a pair of people. And when you guys approach, he stops holds up his hand and looks over to the two of you and actually is like looking at the, the both of you and he says 
You are new, yes? You've come to visit us from the south. He holds out both of his hands to the two of you and says, and he'll take it. And uh, he doesn't like do the lean down to kiss it, but he just sort of like holds both of your hands with a gentle pressure for a few seconds. He says, sisters. Yes. It's rare. We're so very uncommon, and I don't recognize you from our meetings. I come from a cadet house in the desert, is maybe a polite way to say it. Ah. So you've been taken from perdition. Yes. Good, good. We stole her away. Hmm. Is it stealing if they didn't truly own her? But anyway. And you, you were, um, who was your sire? I know that I know your sire, but I'm... Darren, you're Darren's girl, aren't you? Yes, you were there the night that I was brought into Cain's loving arms. That's what I remember you from. Excellent. And he taught you the way, right? Of course. Excellent. Good, good. Well, he has, um... Hmm... This serves purposes. He's been petitioning me, and I think I might judge him by how well he's taught you. He actually waves off the rest of the people who are looking to talk to him and say, If I might take you away for a time, I would actually like to invite you to my home. Uh, Certainly. Do you mind if I inform my ductus? Oh, by all means. Of course. The forms must be obeyed. So, Leon, (laughs) just... You're gonna see Paisley just like waving. Yes, Paisley. Hi, we're going to take up this gentleman's offer and go to his house. And uh, I really hope my teacher's teachings were up to snuff. Let's say that. Paisley, I've known you for a long time. If you were still alive, I'd say breathe. But I know you can't do that. No, I can't do that. Don't do that. As you would say to me in a similar situation, go with Cain. Ah, serve the Lord. Okay. And the gentleman that they're talking to, he uh, holds out his hand to you, Leon, and says, these are those who are in your charge, yes? Yes. Good. This is uh, Ezekiel, by the way. Pleasure to meet you. Leon. I hope you don't mind. I uh, steal them away. Feel free. They, They can make their own choices. Indeed they can. And they are here, after all, to learn. My business here is concluded. Sisters, shall we? We shall. Yes. Have fun at your thing, Leon. And you to yours. So they head off as well, leaving you alone in the S-bot, Leon. He is going to start making his way to the address. Okay. How are you getting there? Yeah, I'll probably just go take a taxi. Yeah, you can take a taxi. The address that you find is a place called St. Joseph's Oratory. And there is a large crypt in sort of the graveyard that is behind this Catholic church that you are directed to. And when I say large, I mean like the size of of a large house. And when you come around the back of the church, you see that there are a couple of two or three people here. There's a groundskeeper and, you know, a couple of goth-looking kids, uh, you know, trying to avoid the groundskeeper. 
but when you start to approach the crypt, one of the kids actually like jukes around and comes to to meet you. And he says, hey, "You, you, Leon?" Yes, and who are you? Um, I have no name in the service of the Dark Father. He looks at him like, I can't tell if he's alive or dead or. He says, "You're you're expected. I need to lead you in." Very well. Proceed. And he goes and he pulls out a key ring and unlocks the the crypt and sort of ushers you inside. Once he gets in, he, like, doffs his, like, big ratty leather coat, puts it on a thing, and you see that that coat was actually concealing very old ratty-looking priest robes. Ah, yeah. Uh, And he says, "Um, there are some formalities um, that I need to lead you through. Uh, before we lead you down deeper into uh, the Holy Sanctum. Proceed. I'm here to learn. He says, uh, um, I, yeah, I, I just, I, there are things I have to do, and, and please, please forbear me. It, um, and he proceeds to lead you through, it's definitely liturgy. Like, there are liturgical steps, but he actually, like, at a certain point, they, he starts to get very close to you. And he actually says, I, I I need to remove some of your clothing, sir. Okay. He proceeds to unbutton your shirt. He very, very, very delicately, very slowly starts to remove your pants. He, like, folds them up, puts them to the side. Does this, uh, obviously this guy is probably a vampire? Probably. He gets pretty close to you, and you can... You can hear the pulse, and you can hear it. Like the heat off his body, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, and when he's got you basically down to your skivvies, essentially, he begins to pull out some candles from an alcove, a bowl, a couple of bottles, and he proceeds to, like, light the candles. Like, he dips them so that the wax starts to to run. There's a little brazier underneath the bowl. Um, He has some bottles coming out. Like, you don't, you don't understand what the ritual significance of what he's doing is. But as he gets deeper into it, you realize what this is. This is the beginning stages of the testing phase of the initiation into La Seminocta. This is the secret organization within Clan La Sombra that you only get one shot at. Got it. Your sire basically said, if this shit ever starts to happen to you, you know you're on the line. Whatever happens next is absolutely a test. Yeah. His posture uh, has been casual and sort of like uh, frivolent at that point. But once he starts start putting all of this together, he, his, his posture gets more rigid and a little more regal, a little more readied. He's putting his mind in a focused perspective. Mm-hmm. And he proceeds to anoint you with these oils and black wax. And then he proceeds to get a small, like, loofah sponge and just very delicately wash it all off of you. And then he puts your clothes back on you just the way they were. And he says, uh, you're, you're ready now, sir. They will, uh, they will see you. You have done well. And he leads you to a door that leads deeper into the crypt that he does not enter in with you.
Thank you for listening to this week's chapter of Blood Covenant, a V5 Sabbat story, presented by Simulacra Studios. Simulacra Studios is an entirely listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash simulacrastudios. Patrons can listen to the entirety of Season 1 right now. In addition to gaining access to our private Discord server, where you can chat with the cast and crew of all Simulacra Studios productions. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.